Welcome to the Random Redux Review Podcast. Okay, welcome to episode 19. Just a quick note right before we get things going is that this episode was originally put together as a video, which you can watch on YouTube. If you just look for the That Cancer Life channel on YouTube, you will find this video. It's uh, got something pretty similarly titled to Cancer Patients Answer the Internet's Most Asked Questions About Cancer something like that but anyway um if you hear some references to like video watching and hear some sounds it's just it makes a little bit more sense if you're watching the video but you don't have to i understand that people may not want to dedicate that kind of energy to something but anyway this episode i think is a pretty good one the video's been out a couple days and it's already been getting really good feedback so hopefully you will get something from it I should probably say real fast, not just put this at the start, is like anyone watching this, this is not, what you're, this video is not a feel-good video in many ways. We're trying to be helpful, but maybe if you are newly diagnosed, an uh, important thing to understand is that a lot of people who have been through cancer develop sort of dark humor, morbid humor. Maybe take it with a little bit of like, don't take it literally, we're just kind of... I mean, you can take it a little, literally, you know, but kind of half salt. Of salt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Dip it in salt, brine it. internet have you heard that the web doesn't tell the truth a hundred percent of the time (gasps) what i know for the question what is cancer i think it's really important i think a lot of people have the misconception that cancer is a single disease and it is definitely not i mean you've been through breast cancer diseases brain cancer is at least 120 that they know about that have been documented people talk about cancer like it's one thing but cancer is uh, hundreds of different things, all kind of doing different stuff. So it's hard to make generalizations about cancer. Will cancer kill you? Yes, but not always. Sometimes. How about it depends? (laughs) Is that not at all helpful? The internet doesn't know if cancer will kill you. (laughs) Shockingly. (laughs) So what are some of the answers you came across? Well, I will say that, I mean, there is sort of the mantra is don't talk to Dr. Google when you've been diagnosed because there's a lot of stuff that can kind of make you really scared, maybe even overly so. I mean, while cancer is no joke. Uh, say that with my <laughs> fingers crossed, but I, th- I think you can't necessarily take what you read on the internet at face value. Some cancers have terrible diagnoses and people live a long time. So cancers have good di- uh, di- uh, prognosis, 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 prognosticai. Yeah, people die quickly. So who knows? All I can say that would be helpful is that getting diagnosed with cancer is not automatically a death sentence. 
It's definitely not a death sentence. And something to keep in mind when you are looking at cancer Google is a number one, you're Googling about cancer, which is this big, but your cancer, the cancer that you have is like this big. So being able to see that everything that's out there does not necessarily apply to you. And be number two, all of the data online is from 20 years ago because of how long it takes to do some of these studies. So like what happened 20 years ago might not be what happens five years from now, you know? What does cancer look like? I guess cancer looks like me and cancer looks like you. Cancer looks like everyone, which is kind of crazy. Cancer doesn't care what color you are, doesn't care what your uh, sexual orientation is, doesn't care about your gender, doesn't care about your, you know, how much money you made last year, doesn't care about anything. It's very indiscriminating. It pretty much just hates everybody. Does cancer hurt? Yes. Uh, and if you're lucky, it will only hurt physically. <laughs> I don't know how helpful that is to people, especially the newbies. Like, I think when I was first diagnosed, that was my concern. It was really just sort of like the physical components. I didn't really think of like the way worse thing, which is how it impacts you sort of emotionally and psychologically and all that. There's all kinds of uh, mind games to be had in different well, ways. Well, and I will say for the physical pain, you have really amazing drugs. Cancer wasn't terribly painful for me. I mean, it was like a wall between me and the pain because I just kept up on my meds. So does cancer hurt? Maybe if you don't have Oxy. You didn't say that. Tell me you did not just say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I think of like the more physically painful cancers, there's generally the internal organ cancers like pancreatic cancer, lung cancer, many types of bone cancers like your sarcomas and stuff are, are quite painful. But, you know, from the people I've spoken to, you know, usually your medical team will help you manage that with all sorts of painkillers because the, the pain gradually increases over, t increases over time. You uh, kind of get used to it. I hate to say that, but you get kind of used to a, a, a bare level of suck, I think. You'll develop a tolerance to the pain medications, but I think you also like develop a tolerance to pain. I had a nurse tell me she loved having patients that had had a mastectomy because nothing bothers them. <laughs> and I'm like... Because they're just, they're just fine. Because they're like, this is not as bad as having a mastectomy. 
so you yourself will develop a tolerance for um for the shitty things that happen that are unavoidable so i'm an idiot if you don't already think so i'd like to explain this is not going to make anybody feel better but <laughs> but the the side effects i have on a good day would have completely made me want to blow my brains out before i was diagnosed just because they're so much more extreme that being said like i'm kind of used to it so if i have a good day it's actually i'm in a good mood about it i don't mind feeling i'm about to fall over if i have a bad headache or i can't see straight or make sense when i'm talking like it's not a big deal whereas if that would have happened say five years ago like I would have been freaking the hell out. So you kind of develop a sort of tolerance. I wouldn't say you get used to it, but you learn to deal with it. What does cancer feel like? For me, cancer felt like nothing until I was diagnosed. I didn't even notice the lump. Kind of the same for me. I mean, I with brain cancer, a lot of times people talk about seizures or headaches and things like that. And I didn't really have any of that. I feel a little off, and that's why I was going to the doctor to try to get it try to get it figured out. I didn't think it was anything serious just because I didn't really have any major symptoms. I just felt off. Well, and the shittiness that we all associate with like what cancer feels like is cancer treatment. So what does cancer feel like if it's chemo or radiation or surgery? Maybe that's a different what cancer feels like, but cancer on its own, it doesn't feel like anything. Boy, I'm gonna talk about some pain. I bought one of them linoleum knives the other day, you know? With a double edge? Right. So I go home, you know, and I spread my toes apart, and I just start sawing back and forth and back and forth, you know? And I take a little thing of Tabasco sauce, you know, and I just stomp down here. Talk about a hot foot, mister. Boy, that was rough. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, the other day, I took one of them... Uh... Meat thermometers? Yeah. <laughs> and I just shoved it into my ear, you know? As far as it could go, you know, but then I took one of them... Uh, Four-peen hammers. Right. <laughs> and just whacked it a few times right in there, you Boy, know. Boy, that smart. I know. I hate when that happens. I can only speak to brain cancer, but, I mean, I, I know what cancer, in terms of what it feels like after I went through treatment, it just felt like there was a piece of tinfoil that was burning in my brain. Like, not all the time, but sometimes... <clears throat> and so I just felt like kind of like, you know how like when you chew on like metal or something like that, it's kind of like, oh that. yeah, I don't like that imagery actually. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Radiation in particular, it didn't feel like that when I was getting it. It just felt like that, like in the hours after and then it would fade. Well, and after I knew about it, it felt like I was being invaded. It felt like, you know, chest burster alien type stuff. Uh, 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 uh. Oh no, not again. Because like there's this foreign entity that's not a foreign entity inside of me and that's pretty... What does cancer feel like? Cancer feels like a mind fuck. Hello my baby, hello my honey, hello my raccoon gal. Send me a kiss, my wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then you'll be left alone. Oh, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own. 
And there's a lot of people who don't have like major symptoms and, you know, people talk about being in touch with their bodies and all that. And it's like, everything's out the window with cancer. It's like, you can be super in touch with your body and sense what's going on and still miss it. I was actually even joking about having brain cancer with my wife just a week before I was diagnosed. And I wasn't making those jokes like with any real intention or thought that I had brain cancer. I just made a joke because I thought it would be funny to lay a guilt trip on her, but joke's on me. No, you just took this joke way too far, Rudy. (laughs) Why does cancer start? I mean, I think I know a lot of people are very concerned with like what caused their cancer. Um, like they think that I'll give them some sort of answer. And maybe it does for some people to know that like, oh yeah, maybe like hanging out in that radiation tank for three days back in 79 led to my cancer. But I think in most cases, it's just dumb luck that caused your cancer. So um, for me personally, I was very healthy and fit and all that and ate well and did all the right things and I still got cancer. So to me, it doesn't really help very much. I'm more with like, how can I deal with this cancer? What can I do to get rid of it? If I can't get rid of it, how can I manage side effects and things like that? But how does cancer start? I don't really care. So that's not really, I'm not going to be very helpful. I don't know if you have any answers for that. Well, it's funny, as I started researching it, we really don't know. The literature doesn't know. The literature doesn't know why cancer starts. We can associate certain things with cancer, kind of, like radiation pretty reliably causes cancer, and maybe alcohol, I'm drinking wine right now, uh, is the closest like food link. But all the science knows is that sometimes you'll have a spot in your body where you have too many cells for the space and then it becomes cancer. And so it was it was really interesting, like trying to drill down on it because not only do cancer patients not know what caused their cancer, like literally nobody fucking knows. Cancer by definition is random cellular division. I think the key word there is random. Like, you know, it's like people get caught up on like certain diets and habits and things like that. And yeah, that might impact things. But I think even with the most sort of informative clinical studies, all I've realized is like things like excess alcohol and things like that are like maybe 40 to 50% of the, the cause. It's just a duck and cover sort of situation. <laughs> duck and cover and hope. <laughs> Remember what to do, friends. Now tell me right out loud. What are you supposed to do when you see the flash? Okay, a does question um, that is totally serious that I swear I saw on the internet. Does cancer uh, put out? Does cancer put out? Yeah. (laughs) And like, I assume this has to do with like sexual health or something like that, so... Or does that have to do with the cancer zodiac sign and sexual? Uh, that was that was a joke that that fell flat. So I was trying to like I didn't want to say does cancer fuck on the first date, but you know. <laughs> no, does cancer fuck on the first date is uh makes more sense to me in my head. And yes, cancer fucks the whole time you're associated with cancer, you will be fucked by cancer. <laughs>
So is cancer good for your sex life or bad? Um, chemo is bad for your sex life. <laughs> no, there is the, uh, the thing where there is a certain contingency of folks who will say things like breast cancer. Oh, great. You got a free boob job, right? Mm. What's to complain oh. about? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that, that is a regular thing that breast cancer patients hear. <laughs> you idiots. Why don't people shut the fuck up about cancer after they're done with it? It's a little aggressive, but you know, I know it is a question people ask, so. Um, so as someone who won't shut the fuck up about cancer, um, I feel uniquely qualified to respond to that. <laughs> so like, when you go through something traumatic, um, Processing it can take a lot of time. And the best way I think to process things is to talk about it and make sense of it. And so I think it's an internal thing why people don't shut the fuck up. And also like some people are like, oh, well, you shouldn't like come to peace with cancer. And like, I don't wanna come to peace with cancer. I'm going to be mad as hell for the rest of my life about the fact that so many people die of cancer, that so many people suffer from cancer. And so I want people to not shut the fuck up. I want people to be emotionally invested and uh, furious about the situation and loud. If I ran the world, I would make cancer a political party because 50% of people would be in this political party and I want people to be loud and pushing for things that will help cancer patients like universal healthcare like this like that like you know not going bankrupt from having cancer treatment so I want people to not shut the fuck up does cancer make people jerks I just typed in I just typed in, does cancer make? Um, so I would say, I think that cancer and a lot of traumas, but cancer has a way of stripping you down to the most um, basic parts of yourself. And so some people are jerks. <laughs> so jerks get jerkier, I think. I just want to know who is typing in, does cancer make people jerks? Like, why are they so angry at cancer patients? They have cancer. Like, be nice. Fuck like cancer patients. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a diamond so big, it's going to make you puke. I don't want to puke. I don't want wealth. I just want you like you used to be. What happened to that man? Well, I'm going to go then. <laughs> And I don't need any of this. I don't need this stuff. And I don't need you. I don't need anything. Except this. And I tell you, that's the only thing I need is this. I don't need this or this. Just this ashtray. Just this paddle game. The ashtray and the paddle game, that's all I need. And this. Remote control, the ashtray, the pilot game, and the remote control, and that's all I need. Do people fake having cancer, and why? 
yes. Yes. Like, um, not very often, but more often than should happen, because how much it should happen is zero. Um, Let me ask the question this way. Are you faking having cancer? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you faking having cancer, Rudy? I wish, um, but no. He was declared dead almost 30 years ago. I feel kind of like Andy Kaufman and how people thought that he was faking his cancer. There are people that believe he's been hiding out right here in Albuquerque. Well, maybe he is still alive, but I think I'm kind of like the Andy Kaufman of brain cancer. Like, people might think it's fake, but sadly, it's real. I think it's certainly possible that he's still alive. Edgewood writer Jack Bristow is part of a group of fans recently interviewed by the Huffington Post who explain in detail why some people believe Kaufman has created a whole different life in the land of enchantment. I do know that more people are accused of faking their cancer than people are faking having cancer. But you don't look sick. I mean, just because I'm hot as fuck. Why should I care about cancer if it, I don't have it? 40 to 50% of people get cancer. So even if you don't get cancer, and congratulations, I am so happy for you. I don't want anyone to get cancer. Even if you don't get cancer, someone you love will get cancer. And if someone you love doesn't already have cancer, just wait. Just wait. One in two to one in three people over a lifetime get cancer. That's not a me problem or a you problem. That is a societal problem. Where does cancer like to be touched? In my experience, cancer doesn't like to be touched. Um, actually, when they pulled uh, what they could of my tumor out of my brain, they said that it was actually sort of throbbing and seemed angry. And I know I've heard this from other people, uh, a friend of mine named Melissa Blank. Um, the neurosurgeon said that she had the angriest tumor that he had ever seen. So apparently this is a common thing of angry tumors. So <laughs> I'm not sure what My... that means. <laughs> that it is, sounds is, pretty creepy. Is it specifically brain tumors? It sounds like a brain tumor. <laughs> cool. Is cancer contagious? I can see how people uh, would think that. You know, I know that when I was diagnosed, a lot of my friends disappeared, and I know that that's common. Maybe, maybe the real reason is they just thought they would catch it from me, um, and not that they're scared off and freaked out about my diagnosis and didn't know what to say. But no, cancer is not contagious. I don't think any of the seven thousand two hundred eighty-two variants of cancer are contagious. Do you know of any that are contagious? No. Um. I have heard people say that, like, anal cancer and oral cancer. Anyway, is chemo worth it? Worth what? <laughs> That's an autofill. Is chemo worth it? Um, I can see why people ask that. I know a lot of people are skeptical about chemo and how harsh it is because you're basically putting poison into your body and all that like to me i mean i know everybody's 
different and different cancers are different. But to me, chemo really wasn't that bad. Like radiation was what really messed me up. And I know people who aren't scared of radiation, but like um, are scared of chemo. Like to me, it's like, eh, I felt a little nauseous here and there, but not really. It wasn't really that hard for me, but I know that's not true of every type of cancer. So when does cancer end? Well, it depends on how you define end. There's a lot of people who are very fortunate. They get to what they call no evidence of disease or NED or NEAD. Some medical professionals will use the term remission or even say cured. But I think the term cured is a little misleading because there's people who are technically cured who still die of that disease from a recurrence or what have you. Um, cured medically only means that there's been no evidence of disease for five years. Now, there's a lot of cancers that recur outside of that five-year mark. So I think practically a lot of cancer is curable, but honestly, like, ugh, it's so hard to find hard data on like percentages. What do you, what do you think? No, there's no real cure. I mean, maybe I'm just biased because I have brain, I have a type of brain cancer where they don't even say remission. They don't say NED ever. Like it's just not done because they just say stable. They either say stable or they say clear scan. Well, clear scan would be better than stable. Like stable where I'm at, is just like, they can only take so much of the tumor out. So they just say stable for me. If I had like, say a full resection or chemotherapy and radiation was overwhelmingly successful and there's no evidence of disease. They won't even say no evidence of disease or remission. They'll just say, hey, you have a clear scan. That's really the best you can have with certain types of brain cancer. Like you don't even get that NED or remission or, or what have you. It's, it's kind of messed up. <laughs> so, just because, you know, I think with a lot of cancers that exist at such a cellular level, like... Mm -hmm. We just don't have the technology to even detect it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Happy thoughts. The more I learn about it, the more I realize how much we don't know, which is scary, but it's also like super hopeful that um, there's a lot of space for discovery. What's good about cancer? I will say that I don't think there's anything good about cancer. I think that people who are affected by cancer can choose to create good out of it and choose to react to it in good ways. But I don't think there's anything good about cancer. So fuck you, cancer. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I guess it's sort of like, is there a way to do have cancer correctly? Not really. I think that's what this all sort of points to is that there's no real answers. I mean, I will say that, that I think that if somebody is Googling or using AskGs or whatever um, uh, search engine out there is... <laughs> yeah. How can I improve my sales close rate? First, your selling techniques should be adjusted. Should I try telemarketing? Well, telemarketing can be an effective Jeeves, sales. how do I get global product distribution? First, you might inquire. Introducing Jeeves, the world's first internet butler. Just ask a question and he finds the answer. Okay, I'll take three boxes. 
Jeeves, what's a dollar fifty multiplied by three? Got a question? Ask Jeeves at ask.com. But anyway, if you are doing internet searches for about cancer, you're not doing it the right way. Like you are not looking in the right place. I mean, it's all the things you think that you are interested in and knowing really aren't the things that you will be interested in six months from now. Like once you're through the sort of the, those sort of first six months of treatment, right now you're just a big ball of confusion, but. Look at you. You are a disgrace to county general. If you're going to be working on my floor, you're going to look like an orderly. Now button that shirt. Tie your shoelaces. Fix your collar. Pull up your socks. And fix that hair. I am so confused. <laughs> in six months to a year you start to make a little bit more sense of it and it's still confusing but you're able to grasp onto it a little bit better the internet is not it unless you are reaching out to other people with cancer who can kind of show you the rope so to speak i know for me that's been a good part of cancer is that i've sort of met a lot of sort of really interesting people that have shown me what empathy really means which is putting up with my bullshit and seeing through my bullshit and, you know, kind of pointing me in the right direction, even though it's not directly. Like, I think that if anything, cancer has taught me that, you know, it's given me the motivation to be the better person that I always told myself I was, but never really did, you know, whether it's volunteering for something or donating to something or just reaching out to a friend and saying, hey, I think it's taught me that, but the rest of it can go, go eat a dick. Like <laughs> Well, and I agree with you. Don't ask Google, ask other cancer patients. I see so many cancer patients like screaming into the void and the void does not care about you, but other cancer patients do care about you by interacting with actual people instead of just an algorithm, you are going to process the cancer much better than you can alone or with the void. There comes a time when we heed a certain call when the world must come together as one There are people dying Oh, when it's time to lend a hand to life The greatest gift of all Thanks for listening. New episodes of the R3 podcast most Sundays. See the episode description for notes and where to find more online.